0: This is the Resonance AI Podcast, conversations about the future of media. Our 10th episode is the first part of our interview with Stephen Passwaiter. Stephen is the vice president and general manager of Kantar's campaign media analysis group. And to begin, we asked Stephen what it means now that politics never seems to go away.
1: There are obviously some people that are dismayed that following political advertising has become a full-time occupation. Other people that are quite delighted by it, particularly uh, people in the television business who were looking at a really bad year last year, and political certainly didn't make up for all the losses from uh, the spring and summer, but it did a pretty nice job. I have to assume that,
0: you know, had we not been socially distancing so much, you would have been surrounded by a crowd of people at every cocktail party you went to
1: asking for your Uh, assuming assuming that I had showered shaved and put deodorant on (laughs) there probably there might be a reasonable chance of that yeah
0: political ad making spending strategies that that it that takes a break
1: um how how is it really though You know, remember that song? I think it was The Who said, welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. Uh, And that really is where we are, where political and maybe we throw advocacy in there as well, advertising is concerned. But already in the month of January, Shane, we had the uh, Democratic Party in Wisconsin taking pot shots at Senator Ron Johnson, who happens... To be up for re-election in twenty twenty-two, they also uh, ran ads against the Republican congressman in Wisconsin's eighth congressional district. So, in many ways, it's the midterms have already started. We really, really could call this the perpetual cycle because it never really seems to end. I think a lot of us remember the old days where political ads were really kind of a Labor Day to Election Day phenomenon. And uh, yeah, obviously, in presidential years, we did it a little bit earlier. And, but we're in a place now where we see ads all the time. And actually, will have, uh, in 21, we've got uh, special elections coming up uh, in the House of Representatives for some House members that were recruited into the Biden administration, uh, in addition to the two governors' races that are up uh, this year in uh, Virginia and New Jersey. And the, the notion of, you know, well, really there's a defined political season, uh, no. And it's simple now, or much simpler, to get to voters where digital is concerned, right? I mean, digital, you can make your mind up this morning, you know, when you're having a cup of coffee at 7.30, and say, hey, you know what, we're gonna get a digital ad going today. I can go to a website, I can go to one of the political agencies that's got a uh, programmatic platform. I can go in there, I can swipe a credit card, I can create my ad, and I can have it up within a couple of hours of the moment where I said, I'm gonna put an ad together. So there's all kinds of ways now for people to quickly organize themselves. You know, they they don't have to bother putting together a television ad and having all the production done and then the post-production done. You don't need to do that anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a question of there is this idea that it's easy to do these things and it it may be cheaper and there has to be um, consistent considerations of what is that going to get me versus going through consultants, getting a polished ad, putting a bunch of money into it. What what do you think the new sort of common beliefs are around those
1: kinds of things? I believe there's actually room for both. Sometimes you want to be more ad hoc. If something arises, um, your opponent or your person you believe is your opponent is taking a position that's contrary to yours on a piece of legislation, do you go out there and attempt to? make it known that you disagree and why you disagree. And in a lot of cases in the political world, people will actually fundraise off of things like that. And that doesn't necessarily diminish the role of the, the agencies and the consultants and um, all the folks that kind of come along with all of that. I absolutely think that there is a revolution coming not in the governmental sense, Uh, we don't want to get uh, dramatic here. In the way that campaigns are conducted, in the platforms that they use to deliver their messages, yes, absolutely. Um, As sure as the sun rose in the east this morning, it's coming. The first part of the millennial generation turned 40 last year, and that's a big deal. That's a really important age. When you're 40, we jokingly refer to it as the full adult. It's the 2.2 kids, the minivan, the soccer practices, not to mention the 529s and the mortgages and paying for braces. And it's a pretty important age politically. It's when people really start to tune in to the political matters in their communities and in their nation. And now that we've got those folks into the more heavy voting part of the public and more of their colleagues begin to come into that as time goes on here, politicians will react accordingly because think of it the same way that a brand does. You've got to go where the customer is and in this case you've got to go where the voter is and the voter chances are rather good that this new heavier voter who's younger isn't gonna be watching Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy every night. They're not gonna be dialed into the 11 o'clock news on channel whatever. They are gonna be locked into Instagram. They're gonna be locked into TikTok. They're gonna be locked into YouTube. Those platforms with which they grew, you know, where they grew up, that's where they're gonna
0: be. I have to
1: assume that the
0: people running for office are now spreading out what they're spending on rather than maybe focusing on two or three big ads.
1: Don't be too surprised if you find out that that's not exactly the case. We're seeing these folks use the benefits of having all that targeting capability where video is concerned, but not necessarily creating the creatives to take full advantage of that. They're not really taking full advantage of that platform to say, all right, if we're trying to get to certain voters, then let's run this ad. And if we're trying to find pro-choice voters, let's go, fun, you know, let's go run this. If we're, you know, I don't see that level of, and I'm happy if somebody wants to tell me I'm wrong about this. I don't get the impression that kind of really elegant targeting where the creative goes along with the data that's being used to figure out where to run the ads. And I don't think that's happening yet. Do you feel that again to to sort
0: of speak of the, the generational shift that maybe that in some way comes from, you know,
1: this is how it's been done. So time will, I believe you're you're right, that time will definitely solve for that, Shane. I think it's also rooted in the fact that this is still relatively new. And everyone is still kind of figuring out how to work together. I think once people get more comfortable with it, get used to working with it, really understand the benefits of the platform, then I believe you will see behaviors change. And we will see where the creative is definitely much more targeted to take advantage of what the platform has to offer.
0: How are you seeing streaming platforms themselves sort of either try and work political ads into um, what they're doing or sort of maybe ignoring that money just because, you know, political ads have a tendency to
1: turn people off? really i really Is, does that does that really happen <laughs> oh wow hard to
0: hard to imagine not to not, not uh, to blow your mind
1: yeah wow, yeah consider my, consider a it, consider it done. Um, I am aware of one platform which shall remain nameless that uh really doesn't want political ads um, I'm not sure how many of the others are also in that uh you know are also in that uh, of that mindset Um, you know there's so much money there it's sort of difficult to um, for some people i think it's very difficult to figure out whether or not you know to to make that call and say no (laughs) yeah nine billion yeah we're not
0: (laughs) well i am i am curious if you're like you're saying if it's impossible money to ignore or if there is considerations about we have a brand to consider and Tide commercials are not going to get us angry letters.
1: It generally my experience having spent a, a fair amount of my career in media is that ads are sort of like the uh, Colorado river carving itself through the Grand Canyon. The rock can only resist for so long before the water begins to carve into it. And that's sort of how I think uh, money is in businesses that depend on advertising. I don't think it's easy to hold out for long. <laughs> I don't think it's easy to hold out for long. And is there a cost associated with that? Maybe there is, I don't know. It's hard to resist that, particularly if uh, you've decided that you wanna make your living off of, uh, off of advertising, right? particularly where politics is concerned, video advertising that's what politics that's what it has been that's what it is and that's what it will always be is a video business
0: yeah i suppose that if they're that concerned about angry letters they'll have plenty of extra money to hire someone to read those (laughs) right
1: somebody to respond to those
0: (laughs) yeah exactly
1: (laughs) yeah exactly there's always a new crop of interns every summer so
0: The Resonance AI Podcast is produced by Random and Cara and Shane Malin. It's hosted and edited by Shane Malin. And our music is by Damian Johnson. To learn more, go to ResonanceAI.com.